What's up, everyone? Welcome to March Madness, episode 52 of our podcast, Sippin' Sports. I'm Dave. This is Chris. We're keeping it quick. What's going on? How are yeah, we welcome. Quick? Uh, second round of March, second year of March Madness for the Sippin' Sports fellas, so we're happy to be back. I would say the first year was, that was brand new. Yeah, this is going to be a much smoother operation. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Don't speak too early. Yeah, we know. We're uh, but we're good. It's a fun week, good week. Um, happy that the tournament's starting. We're watching the first four as we record, and uh, with that, we might as well jump in. We're skipping top moment of sports because we just have so much going on. Mm-hmm. But we are gonna give you Minnesota minute because we it never takes a minute. Miss it. Minnesota minute. Timberwolves beat the Hawks in their last game. They actually play the Celtics on Wednesday. Some of the fellas are going. Minnesota Wild, 38-21-8. Kind of cooking right now. They play the Blues coming up. Minnesota United tied the New York Red Bulls 1-1. They play Colorado Saturday. Minnesota Gopher Baseball lost all three, unfortunately, to West Virginia. <laughs> and they played Gonzaga coming up. And Minnesota Gopher Softball went 5-0 and on the weekend. And they play in the Wichita State Tournament this coming weekend. That's all nice. I got. That was 30 seconds. Yeah, that was faster than a minute. Yeah. Uh, okay, betting recap for the last week. Uh, good week for the fellas, and we're getting hot at the right time. David, you were 84, 67, and 2. Pretty good. Just under 20 games over 500. Pretty good. Uh, that amounted to 5-3-1 NBA and 79-64-1 in and Sebley basketball. Oh yeah. Yep. Let's roll. That's good. Good job. Uh myself, I was 66, 43, and 2. So also a pretty good week. One and three NBA, because I've identified that not to be my strength. And 65, 40, and 2 NCAA March uh basketball. Yeah. There we go. So I will say I hot. Uh, I made a few bets. Just to try to bump my ranking up on NHL, terrible. Lost all. Bad idea. I bet the Bruins two units lost. With Wild two units lost. Terrible. I followed Such, who's literally been hot, and I think I jinxed it. That's too bad. Yep. No more NHL for me. Sorry. Mm. I'll let Such do that. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Gotta stay hot where I'm hot. Yeah. All right. Uh, so plan for today, uh, we're going to go through the regions. We're going to go south region, each game there, and east region, each game there. Then we're going to take a little powwow break in the middle, do our beer and seltzer review, uh, because at that point we're going to be quenched, or we're going to be thirsty, thirsty yeah. and we're going to have to quench our thirst. There we go. There we go. And then we're going into the Midwest and the West to finish out the episode. Yeah. So technically, if you're looking at the bracket, left side, then the right side. Left side, beer and seltzer, right side. Yep. There it is. Boom. Okay. We're starting at the top. We got Houston. Or, sorry. <laughs> we're, already, we're already messing up. Uh, we got Alabama and the playing winner. That is either SEMO or Texas A&M Corpus Christi. If you stick with us for about 20 minutes. We'll actually give you a live yeah. update on which team that is. But I don't think it really matters. I it think does not. It doesn't matter. I mean, Alabama's going to smoke up. Uh, how do we feel about Alabama being the overall number one seed? Um, 
I think after what after their SEC after the SEC tournament, I think I do feel better. Mm-hmm. I think what's crazy is throughout the year, Quinterly, their point guard, literally came off the bench, averaged like 15 minutes. Coach whatever said, Nate Oates said, screw it, you're going to start. Started starting, and they just scored a bunch of buckets. He started every single game in the tournament. Yeah, he's been off the bench the rest of the year. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They finally started him. He's an All-American last year. Yeah, but they also have Mark Sears coming in. He was a very solid point guard as well. I think they looked better this tournament than I've ever seen him play. With J- Javon Quadrinelli or whatever. I think they play better. He plays faster, and he's a better shooter. Well, they play together. Because of him. They play better because of him. He's a better player. He's no, All-American. They play together, those two guys. It's not like the other guy didn't play. No, that's what I'm saying. But when you have the primary guy in Quinterly taking the ball instead of Sears, I think he's a better decision-maker than Sears. I didn't watch them that closely to see who was their primary I mean, they literally smoked every team. No, yeah, I know. So they look better. So I think they're going to be, yes, I think they deserve to be the number one. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Good offense. Shoot a bunch of threes. Just shoot a fast. bunch of free throws. Play fast. It, uh, their one downfall is they turned over quite a bit. But they play fast, so you kind of expect that. Yeah. Um, but I think for them, I think this first round, yeah, this won't matter. Yep. Later in the th- later on in the bracket, sec- like the turnovers might matter, but this won't, right. matter. won't matter. Yep. And they got a guy that you can give the ball to and he's going to go get a bucket. Yeah, Brandon Miller. That's yep. We're not getting into details, arguably. No, I mean, probably shouldn't. We're playing. We're we're playing basketball. Yeah, we're playing basketball. We're talking talking basketball. basketball. Uh, Okay, second game. We got West Virginia nine seed, Maryland eight seed. Oh yeah. Um, Spreads two and a half. Favorites are is West Virginia by two. Yeah, by two and a half. I think here's the thing. I think the two points, like truthfully, is almost a pick'em. It's close. It's close, I think, but because I think, especially in the March Madness, I think you won't have games really decided by one point in the first round. I think they'll be decided by at least three or more. I feel like you almost have to go into it with the approach of the NFL, where it's like, if you think the team that's the underdog is going to win, yeah. then you're going to choose money line. Right. If you think that the favorite is going to win, then you choose that they're going to cover the, the spread. Points. Yeah, 100%. So, like, what do you think the threshold is, though? Five? For this game? No, for points before you start taking the points as the underdog. Oh. Like, like what's the threshold? Because, like, 5.5, I always feel like it's, like, 5.5 or 6 because that's, like, two possessions. I think four points is teetering. When it gets to four and a half, then I start thinking about it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But, I don't know. It, it kind of also just goes with, with feel, too. You know, like, sometimes I feel like... Uh, there's just more outcomes that you can see a win. And if you're at that stage where it's like, man, I just want to win one, or I just want to like get the good vibes flowing, mm-hmm. then I might take the points. Because then if they're winning by 15, then there's way less sweat than if you have money line and then the other team starts coming at them. Yeah, you know? 100%. Um, so over-under is 137 and a half. What do you who do you who do you like in this game? So I actually I like uh, I'm gonna go with Maryland. Really? I actually think Maryland's gonna win straight up. I think they play better defense. I don't think West Virginia plays good defense at all. I do like West Virginia's point guard Eric Stevenson, but I think Maryland kind of plays that slower tempo game. They're more likely to not. There's it's like Big Ten basketball. Is he their point guard? 
Stevenson, he just takes over the ball. Well, oh. they have that Toussaint guy, but all yeah, of a sudden when the game Iowa. matters, from it's Iowa. like the Stevenson guy touches the ball every play. Okay. Yeah, so it's that's like Toussaint, yes, is technically the point guard. But like every you. game I've seen them play, it's literally if it's close, Stevenson's getting it. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And I think Toussaint's more of a distributor than a shooter anyway, so it makes mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, I like Maryland. I'm actually going to go Maryland straight up. Interesting. Like, not the points, so. I think it could go either way, though. I think it will be a very interesting game. I like West Virginia, honestly. Yeah. I think they've, uh, I mean, they both play in good conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like West Virginia is going to um, be able to, if Maryland goes to their zone, then they'll be able to shoot well enough that they can get them out of it. And then if they. Uh, if they're in man, then they'll just attack them at the basket and shoot free throws. Yeah. Do you think it'll be more beneficial? Do you think, so at the 137, do you think it'll 137 be... 137 and a half. So do you think you're taking West Virginia straight up or the points too? Points? No, I would take the points. Yeah. I would go them to cover two and a half. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. That should be a good matchup though. It should be. I mean, I, I mean, you could probably say that about all I believe that's nines. the first game. Of the tournament. Yeah, eight nines, I think, play. No, I think that's like the very first game on Thursday. Really? Yep. Should be a good way to start that. Exactly. Okay, uh, continuing on, we got Charleston, San Diego State. So Charleston comes in at the 12, San Diego State at the 5. We currently have San Diego State as 5.5 point favorites over under 141.5. What say you, David, about this game? I'm excited. I think it's exciting for Charleston, obviously winner of their conference. They also are the 18th best team in the nation, scoring. Oh, yeah. Scoring-wise, score so I think they can score the ball. Yep. They're fun to watch. They obviously 18. Are... 15. Oh, 15? Yeah. Oh, on ESPN, it had 18. Um, so 15, 18. They're top 20 yeah. in scoring. They obviously were ranked at some point for most of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went on a huge win streak. But I think... This is the game, too, because Charleston scores a lot and is can shoot the ball. And San Diego State is very more methodical. Let's play defense, defense. slow it down. Yep. Let's win that way. And I think, to be honest, if Charleston comes out early hot, which I think they will, it's going to be tough for San Diego State to recoup. I am taking Charleston in the upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, to echo what David said, Charleston shoots a lot of threes. San Diego, San Diego State plays very good defense. So. Mm-hmm. If Charleston is able to get out to a lead at the beginning, mm-hmm. then it, I think that San Diego State might struggle a little bit. Their offense is fine, and yeah. it's it's decent, kind of middle of the pack. But I would say if a lot of times you'll see if the team that scores more, if they jump out to a lead, then the team that is supposed to play good defense, sometimes they have a hard time catching back up. Right. You know. Like, I mean, you think about it, too, also, like, Charleston, who I think they lead, they're the, they shoot the most threes out of all the teams in the tournament. Oh, yeah. So, like, if they can start out hot, like you said, and, I mean, San Diego State's a top, what is it, let's say, 35th overall defense. Mm-hmm. If they can control the pace, scoring in terms of scoring, if they can slow it down, that will obviously benefit San Diego State. But, like I said, I think I'm, I'm taking Charleston and riding with Charleston. I think Charleston... Yeah. At the beginning of the year, they were ranked top 25 for a few weeks, so mm-hmm. I'll take that. Yep, agreed. Next one, we got Furman, 13 seed, playing Virginia, the 4 seed. Spread is Virginia minus 5.5, or 
Over under is 131 and a half. Thoughts? Um, I'm going another upset. I like Furman. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think too is because I think we're going to see the same thing we've been saying all year with uh, Virginia. Like they just don't score. Mm-hmm. They don't score. Sure, their defense is elite, one of the best in the nation. Yep, top ten. But also, if you have a team that's going to score seventy points, and Furman averages over eighty, mm-hmm. they score 75, 80 points. Virginia can't score that many points. Like it's hard for them to keep up. They, they're the same way too as San Diego State is. They love to just play slow tempo, mm-hmm. play at their own pace. They like to control the game, so it's like the same story kind of. If Furman can come out, score a few buckets, get the pace going, they're in control. I feel like that's what I've seen when I've watched Virginia the rest of the year is they do have a challenging time catching up when they go down. Uh, Vanderplas, he's out too. Yeah, so the injury matters. And also, Mm -hmm. what's crazy too with a team like Virginia, obviously they don't turn the ball over very much. They're one of the worst free throw percentages as a team. They're at like 69% as a team, mm. free throw percentage. Said it before, I'll say it again. Free throws, free throws, free throws. Free throws. Especially, especially if you slow the game down. Yeah, that's not good. And also, free throws, not good when you're trying to cover five and a half. Because Charleston, if they are losing, mm-hmm. then they're going to be fouling. And yeah. if Virginia can't make their free throws, then that's where the backdoor covers hit all the time. You say you meant Furman, not Charleston. Oh, yeah, yeah, for Furman. But what I'm saying with Furman, too, also, is they huck up a lot of threes, too. I mean, yeah. I think the, the the outstanding thing about this is, like, Bunch these upsets, they all shoot a ton of threes. Yeah. So, and I think it'll be an interesting game, though. But, yeah, I think Furman actually will take that one. I agree. So, we have 12-13 already, first bracket, first uh, region. Yeah. I'll say this, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll say this. I think, like I said in the last episode, I think by the time the second round hits, these numbers won't matter. Charleston was ranked top 25. Furman's a very good team. They have experience. Mm-hmm. They have veteran players coming back. I mean, I like it. It's true. All right, next one, we got NC State as the 11 seed playing Creighton, who's the 6 seed. Mm-hmm. Currently, Creighton's 5.5-point favorites, and the over-under is 148.5. Yeah. I mean, they both score quite a bit of points, higher upper 70s, mid to upper 70s. Yep. I think this, though, I think Creighton's big guy, Kalkbrenner, I think I'm saying his last name right. Kalkbrenner, I think he'll take yeah. over that game, and I think... NC State is a big guy, too, though. Yeah, but I think Creighton was one of those teams that at the beginning of the year, everyone was like, whoa, Creighton should win. Creighton's great. Yeah. Nemhard's a great point guard. They went through some uh, trials and tribulations during the year. Yeah, they actually went on like a, quite a bit of a game losing streak. Yeah, yeah. like I think it was six. Yeah. Oh, five. Five? Yeah, five. Oh. I have five games. It's five. I know. Yeah, they, so they struggled during that stretch. But I think they're starting to cook a little bit here. Yeah, well, I think they kind of had that turn it on. And Figured then it out. Obviously, the Big East tournament didn't go like as planned, but like still, like I think they kind of showed the potential. So, there you go. That's true. Um, so, I'm taking Creighton in the points. I'm taking Creighton, too. You think they're going to cover? Yeah, five and a half. See, dude, there's so many five and a half, four and a half, yeah. five, like, five what are and a half. Doing? I felt like it was almost every single game. Right, yeah. like the five and a half was almost like it was like the teaser where it was like, ah, we think they should win. That's where you start to get worried a little bit. Yeah. But I, I'm sticking with Creighton as well. Yeah. Next game, UCSB is the 14 seed, mm-hmm. and Baylor is the three. You got Baylor minus 11 and a half 
Over under is 142 and a half. Yeah. One of your favorite teams that you've talked about plenty of times on For this podcast. For the first round of the games, I think Baylor's a very good team. I'm taking Baylor and the points. Okay. I know this year has Why? been a little different too. Also with uh, with them struggling, like in the first round, obviously losing to Iowa State was tough. Uh-huh. But Or whatever round that was, first round I think. But I just think Baylor uh, will did, come yeah. ready. I think their coach will have them ready. I think they'll play well. Okay. Um, I like UCSB. I'm not going to lie. Winning? Um, I think the most likely is that they cover. Mm-hmm. But I am going to sprinkle a little bit on them straight up. Okay. There it is. I think, I mean, they cover 66% of their games this year. So that's a good, that's a good start. Um, and so you got a team that... 178th in offense scoring yeah but if you look at it it's only six points below baylor yeah but yeah yeah it will be interesting yeah. i mean it'll be interesting i think they play good defense yeah we've talked about this off screen though what makes it tough with those also fun fact this is live texas a&m corpus christi just won Boom. so they'll play alabama chocolate up for the boys already we both had that yeah we both had it and unfortunately you're about to get spanked so <laughs> it's okay <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> That's tough, but I but I think I think here's the thing about that game. Like, could Baylor slip up? Maybe I don't think it's gonna happen. But it should be. I mean, here's the thing. It's like you can make it. Obviously, they played good defense. They only give up 65 points. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough when the uh, the lower seeded team they uh, they are more defensive focused than offensive focused. Mm-hmm. You know, it can keep the games close. The so half. then we look at the spreads, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh. Could it be closer than 11 and a half? Yeah, yeah actually sure. it could be. Right. Um, whether they're able to get over that hump and win, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, so I think the most likely scenario, in my opinion, is that UCSB covers. Yeah. But I know that you like Baylor yeah. quite a bit. Right. So. What's the next game? Next game is Utah State 10 seed versus Missouri 7 seed. We got Utah State actually as the 10 seed being one and a half point favorites. Yeah, that was surprising when I saw And that. the over-under is 155 and a half, so pretty high over-under. Yeah, I mean, both teams score a lot. Both teams score over 78, 79 points a game. Yeah, top 30 in the country. Top 30 both in the country, them. yeah. Missouri's also probably in the bottom threshold for points up. Probably gives up about 75 points a game. Yes. So they obviously have to just outscore opponents. But I think... The deciding factor that comes back to me, I'm actually going to pick Utah State. Mm-hmm. I think they just shoot the three a lot better, and consistently they just don't turn it over. They turn it over around the same, but I'm taking them at the free throw line and three-point line. I think they'll win. Mm-hmm. It's a pick em. Not to, I mean, you can take the points, I guess, but it's a pick em. No, yeah, I think, I think this is a classic case of uh wanting to either side with a little bit smaller school mm-hmm. more of a mid-major feel mm-hmm. or do you want to go with a middle of the pack power five conference team yeah you know i feel like people will pick their sides or they already have their sides chosen and then you kind of just have to ride with those because they have a lot of similarities they're quite good offensively they're quite bad defensively. not the greatest defensive teams um they both shoot a, a pretty 
well, one is above average, one is slightly above average three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, their free throw percentage is about the same. So, like, they're pretty evenly matched in terms of statistics. Yeah. But I feel like you, you kind of just pick a side based off of if you're bigger school, middle of the pack. Or, SEC, or you like the smaller. Yeah, or you like the smaller. Yeah, but I think that also reflects in the spread. I mean, minus one and a half, it's literally like these two teams. Exactly. Are the closest it could get. I'll pick Utah State as well. There it is. And mm-hmm. to round out the South. Yep. Princeton, 15 <laughs> seed, playing Arizona, number two seed. Uh, spreads 13 and a half for Arizona, and the over-unders, 153 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I like. I think, um, shout out Princeton, got me one of my victories Good, good win. They actually have one of the best, or one of the top power forwards in the country. Really? Yes. I can actually give you his name. I can't pronounce it at all. Uh, Tosan Evo Boomwan. He's okay. the Ivy Player of the Year. Okay. Great that helps. Guard. Great point. Great power forward. Mm-hmm. Problem is, you're also going up against Arizona, who also has a very good big man. Yeah, second team All-American. <laughs> yeah, so kind of whatever you could say there. And I think Arizona. You got his name? Isn't it Balo? Balo? No. Who's it? Azulis Tabellis. Oh, Ballo might play for somebody else. He's a center. Oh, that's that. Is yeah. Uh, but I think they got, I mean, they have uh, Ramey at point guard. Ramey from Texas, transfer. Yeah. Yep. I think Arizona, I mean. And Kirk Creesa. Yeah, they're just solid. I mean, Arizona's going to make a run, I think, and they score a lot of points. Obviously, top five points per game, 83-point average. Uh-huh. I just think they'll outscore them by quite a bit. I don't know about 13 and a half, is this? 13 and a half, yep. A lot of points, but I think Arizona will sweep them. They'll smack them. So I'm taking Arizona and the points. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. It's I just think I, uh, Ivy League plays a way different style than. I mean, I th- honestly I was a little surprised that it was that low. Thirteen and a half. I thought I it thought would it was be higher. upper teens. Yeah. I don't think twenty. No. But I think upper teens. Like sixteen. Yeah. 16 I think if you get over 17. twenty, if you get over twenty, it's just disrespectful. I mean, that's, that's what you expect for ones and sixteens. Yeah, but I don't know if there's ever a game that's over twenty. Yeah, Houston's is. No, Houston's on here is 19 and a half. Oh. Oh, Kansas Howard is 21. There you go. I mean, but still, that's just disrespectful. Yeah. But yeah, I think Arizona and the points, I think they're dominant. I think Arizona Mm -hmm. will make a run. When a team is uh, on paper much better, which in this case it is, um, and they score a lot, it's going to be challenging, I think, for Princeton to slow the game down enough, but score enough themselves. Yeah. You got to keep up. Right. Yeah. Or the other strategy is try and slow it down really far. Right. But then you have to score otherwise. I mean, they, they average 76 tough. points a game, so I would imagine they don't slow it down too much. Yeah, but no, I'm saying it, going into this game when, they're, when they know that Arizona, they want to get up and down and, and score a bunch of points. Yeah. One of the strategies that they could potentially look to do is take 25, 28 seconds every single shot clock to try and limit the possessions. Oh, yeah, 100%. That would, in, that, in my opinion, be the best strategy for them to win, go yeah, but I, and yeah. make it close and give themselves a chance at the end. Yeah. It's not like they're going to outscore Arizona, which is a top-10 scoring team in the country. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing, too, is that's what's kind of, when we talked about Virginia and stuff, what makes it hard is, if you do slow it down and you don't score and the other team 
does score, mm-hmm. you have to change up your game plan, and that just goes in the hands of the other team. Exactly. So, all right, that's the South. That's the South. Uh, I think we should do Elite Eight teams and then Final Four. Right, before we do all the rest of them. So, yeah. from this side, mm-hmm. um, my Elite Eight teams, I'll go, well, I like Alabama. I like Alabama going all the way to the Final Four. I like Alabama winning this mm-hmm. side. So I would go Alabama and Arizona. I also have Alabama and Arizona. I think you could. I just think Baylor. I think Baylor will have a tough second day matchup. Mm-hmm. And I also already said this: Furman and Charleston. I think both of them are going to win. So then you have a, whoever that plays plays Alabama and. Correct. That's just going to be a lot of three pointers hucked up. A lot of three pointers. I wonder what the over under is going to be Might on that game. Choose. Just 201 for over-under. First college basketball game ever to go over 200 points. And, and like the spread before the game. Oh, before <laughs> the game? <laughs> it's possible. All right, let's jump to the East here. So we got Purdue. They're going to play the winner of the first four here on the in the Wednesday game. We're Texas, hoping Texas Southern. Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're hoping Texas Southern. Uh at this point, when you're listening to this, has already yeah, it's already won. Bad. Yeah. Um, why do you like Fair, uh, Texas Southern? Because I don't think Fairleigh Dickinson See? should be in the game. There it is. The Come tournament. on. Give the people something here, Chris. <laughs> I mean, Give your take on this. It's, it's been You've been like, tweeting at these blue check marks on Twitter. Yeah, it's been like that the whole time. It's there still it stupid. Merrimack I love it. deserves to be in the tournament. Bang. And it's literally their last year in the transition period. Right. So I think it's stupid. Yeah. I think it's stupid. Think it's, it's the same way with St. Thomas. I said that before. It's stupid that you make them sit out. And it's like there's different ways to create a punishment, quote-unquote, than punishing these kids. Like, if they're good enough to come from D2, D3, whatever it is, to D1 and win that conference, they mm-hmm. should go. Right. So, like, it, that's my point, too. It's like with this Fairleigh Dickinson game. Like, what was the point of even playing the championship? So the kids could have pride? It's stupid. Like, well, I get it to an extent. Like, the Merrimack actually got the trophy and everything. As they should. And they should be here. Yeah. Getting spanked by Purdue. But they should be here. Well, I don't think that they would have been. No, they wouldn't have been a playing game, probably. They, they wouldn't have been, been in the 15. playing game because they won the regular season and they won the conference tournament. That's not to say that they wouldn't. But I think that they would be in a better spot. Yeah. They'd probably be playing Kansas. Yeah. Texas Southern, though. I mean, when you look They've at this sheet, hot. Texas Southern, it's, it's like they're all red. <laughs> Everything's red. Yeah, but they it, also. I think it's deceiving. One hundred percent. You know, I was actually surprised when the uh, when the odds came out and they were two and a half point favorites. Um, over Fairly Dickinson. Over Fairly Dickinson. Yeah. You know, because I was hot, I was expecting everybody to just look at the record and granted. Everybody that's looking at the records aren't isn't the ones that are, are making the odds. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the record, I mean, fourteen and twenty—that's not good. Most people likely don't know. Oh, for the majority of the year, they were not healthy at all, and yeah. now they are, and right. they've gone on a pretty good streak. I mean, in the last fifteen, they're nine and six. So it's that's basically what almost all the other teams are. Yeah. Well, I think they play... I mean, I think if you watched when they played Grambling in the championship, they looked very good from the start. Yeah. It was a close... They 
Grambling kind of crawled back and like I know oh they were dominating the first half they they literally were up by like fifteen to twenty points yeah I mean they just literally dominated but like you said I think the hardest part is you look at the record and you're like what the heck and then mm-hmm. you kind of watch them now and you're like okay yeah they can play but I just I also just don't like picking uh, a team that doesn't even win their conference tournament you're there in a super small conference yeah I mean that's not good more of the story R I P to whoever yeah Purdue's gonna win that first game yeah so. I mean, Purdue will win that one. So then, we're what's the next one? Florida then we're Miami. then we're moving to, in my opinion, one of the most intriguing first round matchups. Mm-hmm. You got Florida Atlantic at the nine seed playing Memphis as the eight seed. Spreads only minus one and a half towards Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, Over under is one fifty three and a half. Yeah, I think this um, this game, like we said too, especially last week, once watching the conference championship and Memphis beating Houston pretty easily and -hmm. i know houston obviously didn't have sasser but i think memphis kind of showed what they could do but i think people Mm -hmm. forget about this florida atlantic team also ranked in the top 25 throughout the year solid team memphis is literally one of the worst defensive teams in the nation they do not play defense granted now they're healthy i saw a stat when they were playing houston it was kendrick davis and Don DeAndre Williams mm-hmm. accounted for eighty-two percent of their points in the in the tournament. And when you can score, you can score. Hundred percent. That's my thing. That's what's crazy is like those two eighty-two percent. Mm-hmm. That is crazy, but they're good. And so, to be honest, I actually like Memphis. Yeah, it's in my opinion, it's kind of a bummer that these two teams are matched up because I think both of them are good enough to win a first-round game. Hundred um, percent. I'm actually surprised that Memphis is only. Uh, my, uh, one and a half point favorites because I thought that the recency bias of them dominating Houston mm-hmm. in the American Championship that they would be more of a favorite. But yeah, a little surprising there. Um, otherwise, I mean they've they've gone twelve and three in their last fifteen games, and two of those losses were to Houston. So literally right. twelve and one against. The other teams Number one that they were playing, yeah, yeah, 100%. without playing Houston, yeah. So should be a should be a uh, offensive focus game. Yeah, should be a high scoring game. Yeah, yeah, should be. So over under is one fifty three and a half. And to be honest, that might even cash. You think that's gonna go over? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think both teams. One team might get in the eighties, and then the other team will be in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So I think it will, but we'll see. You like? What, so did you I'm say going Mem- Memphis? Memphis? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Memphis will give uh, Purdue a run for their money. In they the can hundred percent game. So hundred percent. All right, next one we got one of the biggest matchups: Oral Roberts. You could say also seed. in this game a tough draw Duke for both five teams. Seed. Yeah, very <laughs> tough draw for both teams. Right. Uh, Duke's five seed. Oral Roberts twelve seed. Duke is six and a half point favorites. Over under is one forty five and a half. Yeah, I think the thing is tough matchup. Yeah, I think this is tough. I think it's tough for Duke because Oral Roberts has the players that obviously uh, their point guard Abrams or Abris or whatever. Ace Smith. Ace Smith. Yeah. Great player. They obviously can score. Mm-hmm. They're a team that I think literally They're before three. they got they before they got matched up with Duke. I think every single person was like Oral Roberts is going to win their first round. Game. Yeah. And now they got matched <laughs> no up with Duke. No matter who they're playing. And now Duke is hot after winning the ACC tournament. So yeah. I think a lot of people are now like, dang, dude. Duke could what make could a have run. Been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this also, I mean, these two games, these last two games, it's literally like, 
do you guys really have to put these up against each other? Like, I know. These teams could make runs. Such a bummer. But I'm taking Oral Roberts. I actually, I'll say this. Oral Roberts, six and a half. But I think Duke wins by less than six and a half. Oh, so you're picking the I spread. Duke. Spread. I'm Duke taking Oral Roberts. Oral Duke Roberts yep. to cover. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, I have Duke winning. Spread, that's tough. Um, yeah. Because I think this has the feel of being a close game. It has that feel of an upset. I mean, everyone's talking yeah. about this game. Literally everybody's talking about this game. It has the feel of it. Um, and I feel confident that whoever wins this game is also going to win the next game. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a tough time picking who's going to win this game. So well, I think Duke, I'm right? going Duke. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, was, it wasn't easy. But um, I, I think I'm going to pick Duke. Um because they have been playing very good teams and they keep winning and they seem to have turned a corner from the beginning of the year when they looked awful and literally could not win a game on the road yeah. to now they seem to have found something and they are continuing to keep that train rolling. Yeah. Um, there so is. I think they're going to beat Oral Roberts. Spread, definitely more of a concern there. Mm-hmm. Next one, Louisiana Lafayette, 13 seed, coming in against Tennessee, who's the four seed. Spread is ten and a half. Tennessee yeah. over under is one thirty five and a half. Yeah, I think the spread is very scary. I think uh, so it, scary. Louisiana could easily cover that because mm-hmm. Tennessee's also shown games where they can't score more than like 45, 50 points. Yeah, that's alarming. Granted, they only give up fifty some points. They're top five. What are they defensively? Number three by giving up 57, 58 points. So mm-hmm. I'll say this. I think Tennessee does win that game. I think Tennessee runs into more issues in the second round, but I don't think they cover 10 and a half. 10 and a half is a lot of points. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also see Louisiana covering for sure. I think they could give Tennessee a run for their money and, and maybe pull off the upset here. Um, and I think that the... The loss of Zakai Ziegler as their point guard for Tennessee, I think that it's going to be tough against a team like Louisiana Lafayette, who has um, very good athletes and could and could uh, provide some issues for them on the offensive end for a team that has shown that they can't that they struggle on offense. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm definitely picking Louisiana Lafayette to cover. Probably sprinkle a little money line. Yeah, that's a pretty good payoff. That would be. I mean, the sprinkle. You got to think that that's probably plus three fifty to four hundred. Yeah, that'd be my guess. I don't know off the top of my head. It's probably similar to the USCSB one. Probably. And maybe maybe reaching the force, but. But whoever Duke, whoever wins Duke or Roberts, in my opinion, is going to beat whoever wins this game. I have that as well. Yes. There we go. All right, that's easy. Uh, Providence, 11 seed, playing Kentucky, the 6 seed. We got Kentucky, only 3.5 point favorites, over under 144.5. Yeah, the spread is kind of weird, but I think um, I do like Kentucky. I think Kentucky's kind of figured it out. Why do you think it's so close? I don't know. That's why it's scary. Do you know if uh, Wheeler's playing for Kentucky? Uh, I thought he was questionable still, but... Yeah, because he didn't play in the SEC tournament. That would be an issue because they also didn't have their backup point card. So keep an eye on this injury thing with Kentucky because if they don't have both of their point guards, 
then that's going to be an issue against Providence. So he, all the last, the latest is he'll be out for a bit, but that was before senior night. Okay. So that's the wheeler. Up they kind of need him. Really have anything. Yeah. I mean, you, what not, what's crazy about this too, and uh, so Providence's best player, Bryce mm-hmm. Hopkins, yeah, went to Kentucky. Nah, that's year. right. That's right. So there's a video. They showed a video of when he they got announced that they showed on that Providence was playing Kentucky. All the Kentucky kids were like, "Oh, Beehop, Beehop's back." So I don't know. Maybe it's a revenge game for I him. <laughs> I think that's going to be a revenge game for the rest of the team. Yeah, on Kentucky. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Does it motivate Kentucky? Probably. Then I mean, how many of those guys actually played with that one? I, I guess they're a little bit Decent older. Amount. They're a little bit older than usual, but still, yeah. he only played. I mean, he literally his freshman year, Bryce. Only played like I think it was. Seven yeah, but you're still on the team. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm taking Kentucky in the points. Me too. Kentucky's gonna win that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, fourteen Montana State versus number three Kansas State. Sp- mm. Spreads eight and a half for Kansas State. One thirty nine and a half overall over under. Yeah, I think here's the thing. I think I like Kansas State. I'm actually going to take Kansas State and the points. The only thing that scares me about Kansas State is they turn the ball over so much. So much. But Keontae Johnson is back. He's a stud. So I'm actually taking them over Montana State. That's just my rationale. I just think they're a better team overall. I, I think they're a better team. Um, I know that you and I both got caught up in the Big West. Uh, or the, is that their conference? Yeah. The Big West? Yeah. The Mountain West? No, 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 not the Montana. Oh, West. who are you talking about? Montana State. Oh yeah, the Big West. The Big Sky, Big Sky, in the Big Sky Conference. Oh yeah, with we got caught up with Eastern Washington, and we were all in on those those teams in that conference. So it makes me want to think that Montana State has a chance. Eesh. I think Kansas State is good. They haven't been as good lately. I mean. Yeah. Eight and seven in the last fifteen for a three seed is actually pretty surprising. Yeah, I think it's tough. I think the hardest part too, though, is like towards the end of the year before the conference tournament, and even in the conference tournament, you start to see like all the wear and tear of the conferences playing on these guys. Mm-hmm. Like playing in that conference is so tough when you look at these smaller schools that are playing in smaller conferences, like Montana State. Usually, a lot of them have like an eight or nine game winning streaks at the end of the year. Yeah, but the competition is just not as grueling as. Right, they were 13-2 and two in their last I mean, you ain't 15. playing Kansas twice a year. That's true. You ain't playing Baylor twice a year. You ain't playing Texas twice a year. So Correct. I think it does play a part, and I think 8 and, yeah. I think that plays a part, the 8 and 7, but I think they'll be fine. They also, Kansas State also covers 65% of their games this year, so. 8.5, book it. All right, next one. We got two more in this region. We got USC 10 seed playing Michigan State 7 seed. Mm-hmm. Michigan State is two and a half point favorites currently, and the over under is one thirty seven and a half. Yeah, I think someone deemed this the Diamond Joe special. Is it? That's what our friend uh, deemed this. But I'm actually going with Michigan State, even though the numbers don't say to go with Michigan State. Isn't this the first uh, first game's Friday? First game on Friday. Yep. Okay. So Michigan State, I'm going with them. They've only shot four hundred and forty free throws all year. That's not very. That's much. so low. But I don't know. I think something about Tom Izzo, I just think he'll have the boys ready to play. So I'm going Michigan State. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be... um, This is going to depend on if Michigan State can score from outside. They shoot well, but they don't shoot that many. 
So if they can make a number of their first couple that they shoot, mm-hmm. then... Oh, wait. Both teams don't really shoot a lot. Yeah, they don't shoot that much, but they shoot very good. Yeah, 40 very well. That's pretty good. So if they can, can, if they can make some of their first few, mm-hmm. then I think that that can get them kind of a cushion there. Mm. And then they can not Play worry about outside shots as much, yeah. take them in the flow. Um and and kind of play how they want to. I think USC has plenty of talent, and they I could definitely see them winning, which is why I'm going to pick them. Um, but I think this is definitely one of those games that you just envision going down to the wire. Yeah, yeah. So I I would probably this is a case where I would probably <coughs> lean more to getting the points and the plus two and a half okay. for USC. There it is. So what's the final game? Final game, Vermont is the 15 seed. They play Marquette, the two seed. Gonna be one of the first couple in, on Friday, probably like, I don't know, 12 1 o'clock. Spread 11.5 for Mar- Marquette, and the over under is 143.5. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've always thought about this one because I like Vermont. I think Vermont can score. I think Vermont's an interesting team to watch. But I do think after watching the Big East tournament and watching how dominant Marquette was, I'm taking Marquette in the points. Vermont's actually a better defensive team. Yeah, but they still score 73, 74 points a game. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm just saying, I think they can score. I think they can somewhat keep up with them, but I think at some point Marquette's going to take over. I think the thing that I learned, and I feel like I still don't know that much about Marquette, yeah. but I would say the thing that I learned about watching about Vermont when I watched the American East final was they go five out. So I don't believe Marquette plays with a post big guy. Mm-hmm. So that's a tough matchup for them because if they were playing um, an Arizona where they have a more traditional big guy or if they were playing... Well, I guess the two seeds, they all have pretty mobile teams. Like, if they play UCLA, it doesn't really matter. Right. You know? But um, but Vermont plays five out, so their five man is going to be out on the perimeter. If Marquette had a guy that's more of a traditional post guy and is going to be icing the ball screens or playing drop coverage is how you would consider it, basically staying off and letting the guard kind of penetrate in until the the – uh, defending guard has time to get back in front. If they're playing drop coverage and you got and you got uh, your guards coming at you, and then you can throw it back for the pick and pop three for the big, then that could provide some issues for that team. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening though. No, I think Marquette, I think Marquette, Marquette will be fine, and I think Marquette by their point guard and everything led by him, I think they'll just they'll correct just take care of business. So yes, I agree. That's All a right. good thing. Halfway. Wait, wait. wait. Uh, Elite eight teams for oh. this region. Oh, I have. Uh, I have. I actually have Purdue Elite Eight mm-hmm. versus. This is tough to say. Kansas State. I actually have Kansas State winning. Br- what? Yep. Picked it. Upset. Into the final four. Into the final four. Oh wow! I'm shocked. Uh, I have Duke versus Marquette. 
Yeah, I was between Marquette. I was between whoever won between Marquette and Kansas State. Interesting. I just don't think. I think Purdue will choke. I'm put. Yeah, I'm put. I think. Uh, I think Memphis gives. Duke's got to win the first game. Yeah, if Duke can win the first game, then now we're cooking a little bit. <laughs> but uh, they do have to win the first game yeah. to, to advance. Make you have the to win the first eight. game. Yes, you do. Yeah. In order to make it farther in the tournament, you have to win the first game. All right, now we're halfway. Uh, so beer and seltzer. I will admit, it feels a little weird doing beer and seltzer this far into the episode. Yeah, but, but I'm gonna, parched. Yeah, we're gonna go quick. So it's another part of the Quirk family. It's blackberry sage. Okay. Hard seltzer. It's got some green on it. St. Patrick's Day is this weekend, which is why we're drinking a nice cold Finnegan's Irish Amber. Drink like you care. From Finnegan's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, Irish Amber. In honor of St. Patrick's Day. There it is. Celebrate accordingly, folks. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why Michigan State's favorite. People like Michigan State. Green on Friday. Hmm. Food for thought. Food for thought. Are they, I guess, Baylor's green? They play on Thursday. Sorry, it doesn't work. Yeah, you don't get the carryover. Nope. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. No carryover. All right. Blue. What is what? Blackberry. Blackberry sage. Blackberry sage. Let the foam run down. We've had two good ones with these. We have. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. We both had the same exact reaction. It was like a, yeah. huh. There's no carbonation, really, to me. And I think if I remember the other two, there really wasn't much carbonation either. I think there might have been a little bit more than this. It tastes a little bit flat. Yeah, it tastes a little bit flat. But there was bubbles and everything, so it's not really... They went away pretty quick, though. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. What, what about flavor? I think there is a lot of flavor. Are you getting blackberry? Yeah. Well, I'm getting some kind of berry. I Are don't you getting really know. sage? I don't know what the hell sage is. What is sage? A flower? Uh, I think it's a... a herb? It's, it's an herb. <laughs> yeah, that, herb. I, th- I think it is. Okay. I, I will be honest. I, I'm not getting sage. I would say it's... There's definitely flavor, though. There's definitely a berry flavor. It's fairly refreshing. Yeah, could be. Could be because we're parched. Could be because it's refreshing. I was parched. Um, I think it is pretty good, though. I think it's pretty solid. I don't really know blackberry. I'm just getting like a berry flavor. So, I mean, there is a lot of flavor. I almost thought it was blueberry. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. I don't necessarily think it's blackberry, but there's definitely a little berry in there. Do you drink a lot of blackberry? Or do you eat a lot of blackberries? I don't, no. I don't really eat a lot of berries Hmm. in general. No. Not getting your fruits in, huh? Nope. Oh, I like. Well, I guess I do like strawberries, but that's disappointing. Yeah, it's okay. You have yours. Yep, go for it. I'm gonna go six three. Okay. I think it's solid. I think it's on the lower half. I think it ranks three out of three so far of this whole Quirk family. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's bad. I think it's pretty good. I mean, here's the thing. What's crazy about it, like you said, and I don't know if it's flat or what it is, but like it doesn't really have that carbonation so it just kind of tastes like juice hmm. 
I feel like you've said that it's tasted like juice in the past for the other ones. Yeah, I think that was kind of similar to the Smirnoff ones. The last few ones we've had for oh, those Smirnoff. two families mm-hmm. are... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving it a 6-1. For some of the similar reasons as David, uh, I think that it's refreshing when you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think the flavor is like to something to write home about. Yeah. And uh, I would say it's above average, but not too mo- far above average. Yeah, that's a fair score. Six round six. But if it's the round, I would be okay drinking it. That's fair. It'll be around this weekend, so we'll see what happens. All right, Finnegan's Irish Amber. Nice little uh, three-leaf clover on the can for all of you lucky folks. What do you think? Yeah, not great. Amber ale. Irish amber. Yeah, I don't really love it. No, not a fan, huh? No, I think it's a little, like, almost too, like, I don't know what it is, but it's, like, tart. Like, it's, like, it's almost like it's, uh, like, the hoppiness is almost getting to me. Well, it is 20 on the IBU scale. (laughs) Yeah, we did look that up before what that meant, so that means how hoppy it is. But I do think, I think it It is how bitter it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of it. Okay. What are your initial thoughts of it? Um. It's a it's a uh, challenging taste to describe. It's kind of like. It's almost like. You can taste the flavor, but it's like being pushed down by something to like compress it. Yeah, it's just there's not like it doesn't really pop. I don't know. Maybe it's like... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the hops that is just like trying to push down the flavor. You know? Yeah, now that I'm drinking more of it, I don't think it's getting any better. Oh, it's getting worse. It's Yeah, I don't know. Now that you said it's pushing down, it's like I'm almost focusing on is it, pushing Is down. that happening to you though? Yeah, but it's like, it just is like, there's not, like you said, there's not like a lot of flavor. Huh. Like it's like forced. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. And it just has an aftertaste. Hmm. Interesting. It's similar to IPA in that sense. Oof. And we know IPAs. We know IPAs aren't our favorite thing. Right. So. All right. What do you got? Oh, oh you I, I, I got I to gotta get, get something down here. Huh? Okay. I'm giving it a, a 4.9. Oh, okay. Okay. So I I don't really think it's great. I probably wouldn't get another one for sure slash get one at the bar. Okay. But, I mean, it's St. Patrick's Day, you know? It is what it is. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you just got to give in and get an old Irish amber. That's what they say. Which is why I'm giving it a 5-4. 5-4. 5-4. Okay. Okay. Uh because sometimes you just got to give him give in so, to the holiday So would you spirit. say your score would be different if it wasn't St. Patrick's Day? If it if it wasn't Irish themed on St. Patrick's week. There it is. Okay. That's fair. I think it I think that it's just like eh. Yeah, there's nothing to it. The, the flavor's getting pushed down. I don't like to get pushed down. I'm trying to lift people up, baby. 
<laughs> so what'd you get it? <laughs> five four. Five four. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, you got four nine. Four nine. Seltzer. Yeah. Yep. We're doing it backwards. Six three for Dave. Six one for me. That's wow. the blackberry sage. Blackberry sage. Pork. There it is. So and and that's, that's what they, what call, they call a review. review. There it is. That's what Dave. Finally. You're right. on. You've been on it. Ah, uh, the last few weeks, you know. But I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. Thank you. All right, let's continue on, folks. Moving over to the right side. Onward and upward. What do you got now? Wait, what? For the Midwest? Yeah, we're in the Midwest region. Oh, yeah. That's the top right, baby. Okay. <laughs> so we got Northern Kentucky, 16 seed, playing Houston, which is the number one seed, number two overall. Mm-hmm. Houston is minus 19 and a half, and the over-under is 122 and a half. Low score. I think. I think here's the thing. Low about over under. Low over under. Yeah. But what's crazy about it is like Houston. That's what Houston does. Mm-hmm. Nah, I think they're the number two team in the nation defensively for scoring. Yeah. They play solid defense. They're literally every year they're always in the mix for best defensive team. Like that's just what they do. I don't know. We've talked about this. I don't know if Sasser is gonna play. I don't think it matters. For this first one. The only thing it matters for is the spread. I think 19.5 is a lot of points. And I actually feel like Houston will win handily. But for some reason, somehow, they will not cover 19.5. Really? I just don't... I don't know what it is. Like, every time I've seen them, they've always had these high spreads. And they just don't cover. Yes, their record is over 500 for covering. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I'm telling you, watch their last few games. They just don't cover. Yeah, their record against the spread is 18-16. So they are over 50% covering the spread. Yeah, I just don't know why. They also have had literally the highest spreads prob- <laughs> probably in the country, I right. would say. Oh, yeah. Has to be. I mean, they just don't give up a lot of points. They play solid defense. They get you out of your rhythm. Well, they're the best team in the worst conference. Like, considering all of the best teams... They're in the worst conference out of all of the what you would consider best teams. Yeah. So they're gonna have the biggest spreads. Right. Hundred percent. I mean, there's only one other team, Memphis, that's even comparable. Yeah. But correct. I think it is. I think here's the thing too, and I don't foresee Sasser playing, if especially if he could. I don't think get play, I don't think it makes sense in the first round. Right. Hundred percent. They'll win that game. Yeah. I think for them though, if he can play, they are obviously, they'll make a push, but. Yeah, so I have Houston, but I do not have them covering the spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the I think the over under is interesting. I mean, it's the it's tied for the to the for the lowest over under in the first round, Oof. with yeah. a game we'll talk about in a little bit. But I think it uh, down here. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, so I mean, y- you could easily see a seventy to fifty game. That and, doesn't even cover. And that would be under. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You I know. just. The that's thing a, is, that's about around they just don't what, give up points. That's around what the projected score is. Yeah, they just don't give up points. They play defense. And here's the thing about them is even if they're not scoring, so like the game before, I think it was against East Carolina, the game before the championship against Memphis, they weren't scoring great, but they just didn't give up points. Right. Like they just don't give up points. They grab rebounds. They play defense. They, they get every rebound. The difference is, too, they're playing for a coach who legitimately, if you don't dive on the floor, takes you out. Because they have so many good guys, so... Yeah, I love it. There it is. Great coach. also love the sweatpants polo look. Yeah. One of the few that can pull it out. He's a boss. Yeah, it's good. All right, moving on. We got Iowa's the eight seed playing 
nine Auburn. Spread is one and a half. Favorite is Iowa. Over under is one fifty two and a half. So if you don't, uh, if you're a defensive fan, you might want to watch the game before. If you're an offensive fan, you probably want to watch this game. Yeah, and I think this game is very interesting because I think both teams, obviously, like you said, can score buckets. I think this Actually, game, Auburn doesn't score as many as I thought they did. Yeah, I think in past years they've scored obviously a lot more, huh. but they also used to huck up threes too. But I think they can score with the best of them. Um, I'm saying though, I think obviously Iowa can score a lot. They do. Yeah, and they give up a ton. Yeah, so I think it will be a high-scoring game. I think the difference is, I'm actually taking Auburn. I think actually Iowa will come out very hot and then will very much cool off, and Auburn will kind of take control. So I'm actually taking Auburn. Wow. And it's literally a pick'em. I think it could go either way, but I'm gonna take Auburn. That's a surprise. Um, I'm gonna take Iowa. I think offense will. Uh, remain supreme here and I also think that Iowa has played better uh, as of late than Auburn I think Auburn struggled a little bit and uh, they probably needed a little reset so this time off that they've had before the tournament starting could have done them well but I mean you had some people talk in before selection Sunday as would Auburn even make it yeah you know and so when that comes into play then they're all the way up at the nine line and they're playing Iowa, who's a team that can get out and score pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might give them issues. So I'm going Iowa. Okay. I'll, I'll, I would say that they're probably going to cover. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, pick them. That's not saying too much. Yeah. Just going to win by two. Yeah. All right. Next game, another one that's going to be very interesting. We got Drake as the 12 seed, Miami as the 5 seed. Miami is only two and a half point favorites currently. Over under is 147 and a half. Um, I mean, I, I I like Drake to win, to be honest. I think this is a big upset. Miami doesn't play any defense. They give up a ton of points. Yes, they can score. Mm-hmm. But Drake also, I think, literally has the power. I mean, they have Tucker DeFreeze as a bucket. They got Garrett's, what is his last name, Sturtz, who's been there for 10 years. I think mm-hmm. he went to school with Brennan. I think he was in Brennan's freshman class. They're old. Brennan. They're old as shit. Yeah. But they, they are buckets, and they play well, and I think they're, they're old, and then they have the, the player of the year as they're not old guy. Tucker. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think they're good. I mean, I think they're solid. I think it's one of those upsets where it's like, I get Miami, people like Miami, and like, sure, they won the ACC regular season, but I just don't think they're that good, and I think they're going to get beat by Drake. Because I think here's the thing is Drake beat, Drake beat in their championship game Bradley handily. Mm-hmm. Bradley was a solid team. Yep. Good defensive team. Good defensive team, and they smoked them. So I'm going. I'm going Drake. Yeah, um, I'm going Drake as well. Um, I think the spread is very telling because if you see this number jump up to like minus five for Miami, that probably means that their center Omir is playing. Is gonna play. Yeah. Right. Like, two and a half is assuming that he's not going to play. Right. Which in gives my it, opinion. Yeah, which gives it tough. That's tough. Right. So, if you think that he's going to play and that won't change the outcome, then maybe you wait a little bit so that you can get in when the money line goes up. Yeah. Yeah. If you think that he's not going to play, then you might want to take it right now. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. But I do think Drake will cover, and I think that they're going to win straight up. I mean... They just, it's going to be tough when you don't have your center. Yeah. 
I think so. even then it's like it makes it more intriguing. But I think Drake. I, I don't know why. I just like Drake. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Next one. We got Kent State, number 14. Mm. Or sorry, that should be number 13. Kent State, number 13, playing Indiana, who's number four. Yeah. Indiana's four and a half point favorites as a 413. Yeah, which is. Over unders, 140 and a half. Yeah. I think this game is kind of tough. I think this game could truthfully. Like, I, I will say this. I think Indiana is a good team. I think TJD, my guy, is obviously one of the best players in the nation. But I think also at the same time what makes it tough is, like, why is the spread only four points? Yeah. Like, you're a four seed. Shocking. Like, you're a four seed. But I think it's also, like, with I think... With the first Ken, team All-American. Yeah, well, I think Kent State has kind of shown that they can play with people. And, like, mm-hmm. obviously uh, it's going to come down truthfully to how the rest of the team plays, like, Trace Jackson Davis will get a double-double, but it depends how Hood Shafino will play, who did not play very well against Penn State. Mm-hmm. And it showed, obviously, in, in that, losing to Penn State. But I think this will be a different game. I think he will play better. I have Indiana avoiding the upset. Oh, you do? And covering, yes. Oh, interesting. I know. I think it could have gone either way. I just think TJD will take over, and I do think Hood Shafino will play better. Okay. And Race Davis, or Race Thompson will be good, too. I think I I have I have Kent State winning. Yeah, I mean they're good. What are they? Golden Eagles. Golden uh, the Golden Flashes. Yeah. They got sincere carry. He's a beast. They have good players. They uh, I think that the the name of the game will be if uh if Indiana makes their threes. They don't shoot it very often because they obviously play through TJD. Right. You know, and so. I'm not exactly sure if Kent State's going to have to bring a double or whatnot, so Mm -hmm. if he's going to have to kick it out or not. Right. But if they're able to make some threes, I mean, you got Miller Cop, who's supposed to be a good shooter. He has flashes. Um, And you got the other two dudes, Hood Shafino and what was the other guy, Thompson or something? Yeah, there's a Thompson. No, not Race Thompson. No, not Race Thompson. Who's the white guy that... Yeah, I don't know. I can picture his face. I don't know what his name is, but you think that he's supposed to be a decent shooter. Yeah, but I think here's the thing. I think what's crazy about it, like, and I don't understand why more teams don't do it. I think teams started to do it in the Big Ten tournament. It's like, dude, once T- once TJD gets the ball, once Zach Eady gets the ball, like these powerhouse guys, double team him right away. You gotta you gotta take away his right shoulder, left hand. Hundred percent. But I'm saying also at the same time, like double team him right away, show him something, and just get him pissed off. Like, granted, TJD doesn't really get as pissed <laughs> it's off. It's as easy as that. You just piss him off. Hey, I'm telling you right now, if you watch the games of the Big Ten Tournament, the games that were successful, these guys double-teamed TJD and said, hey, you're going to beat me because Hood Shafino's potentially could beat you, could not beat you. Is he a great player? 100%. Supposed to be. But as you look at the games with Purdue struggled, why is it? Because Zach Eady's only got 15 points. The other guys can't shoot. Yeah. So I think I, I truly oh, think I it agree. could go either way, but I think I truly do think... Indiana will win, and you have Kent State. I got Kent State, baby. There it is. All right. Uh, next one, we got Iowa State. They're waiting the winner of Pittsburgh-Mississippi State. Obviously, that game is happening Tuesday, which is coincidentally right now. Yeah. But, uh, what do you think about Iowa State? I don't know. Iowa State is kind of a weird team because they've shown some flashes. That's yeah, what but, I think. Yeah, but they made Baylor look bad. In the first game. And I know you didn't get to watch as many games because you actually have a real job that you can't watch TV yet. <laughs> but like for us that didn't watch it, like the Big 12 tournament, they made Baylor look bad. And that's hard to do. Baylor's a solid team. Especially but they've also like had 5-10 in the last 15. Yeah, but they've also had games where it's like 
you lost to Oklahoma by what? And it's like Iowa State. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. They show flashes. I'll say this. And this is tough to say. Say like, it, David. If Pittsburgh wins, I think Pittsburgh beats Iowa State. If Mississippi State wins, I think Iowa State wins. Is that too far to say? No, I, think I mean that's, that's kind of very logical. Right. I think it's logical. I mean, here's what's crazy is Mississippi State shoots 27% from three. That's one of the worst in the nation. No, no, no. Take one of out of out of that. That is the worst in the nation. <laughs> yes, thank you. So what I'm saying is like Iowa State, I think, will beat Mississippi State. I think Pittsburgh gives them more of a run. Oh, 100%. I mean, if if it's Mississippi State versus Iowa State. Iowa State. What's that over? That might be the lowest over under. Yeah, both teams. Yeah. I mean, you're you're looking at Iowa State. They're, 68 and 66. So they're at 16th best defensive scoring team in the country. Yeah. You got Mississippi State, who's number eight. So you got eight and 16 defensive scoring teams in the country. That, that might be lower than 122. I know. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It might take the cake for lowest over-under in the first round. Yeah. So that's not a game that I want to watch. So I'm hoping Pittsburgh wins. Yeah, Pittsburgh can put up Because that'll points. be much more enjoyable. Even though I hate Henson. Henson. Yeah. And I think P- Pittsburgh would beat Iowa State. Right. Yeah. I think it's possible that Mississippi State wins. I think that's a, t- a complete toss-up. And it'll be just the ugliest game ever. Yeah, it'll be 52-48. Could be. With a minute left. It could be. But I think uh, the loss of Caleb Grill for Iowa State is going to show a little bit if they are like here for a little while. Yeah, well, I think it makes it harder in the second round if they make it there because Correct. he was a great shooter, and now you put a lot more pressure on like Kalsher, who yeah. has shown flashes, sure, but also... I've watched games where he goes 0 for 6. Yeah. Like early. Flash is good. Flash is bad. He's a great defensive player. He's one of the best defensive players probably in their conference. But he just, sometimes when he shoots, it's like, that's not even close. Yeah. And he's supposed to be a shooter. So, there it is. All right. Next one, we got Kennesaw State, 14 seed. First ever national tournament for them. I know. I actually like watching them. That was a fun game to watch in their tournament. Yeah, against Liberty. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. Uh, they play Xavier, number three seed. Currently spread is 11 and a half. Favorites... Uh, for Xavier, and then uh, it's the over under is one fifty one and a half. What yeah, do you think? Uh, this is my thing about watching Xavier too, especially in the Big East tournament or even in Big East games. They just they also don't play defense. They give up a lot of points, but they score a lot of points. Right. So, but I'm saying this: I think Xavier um, experienced guard play. They will prevail, and mm-hmm. I actually do have them covering as well. You do? That's a lot of points, but I have them covering. I, I do think Kennesaw State is one of the most fun teams to watch. They do cover quite a bit, too. Yeah. 66%. Yeah. I don't know. There's some reason I'm leaning towards Xavier. Okay. I think Xavier will definitely win. Yeah. Um, Just 11 is a lot. But I think Kennesaw State could potentially cover. Yeah. I think that there's more outcomes where I see them covering versus not. There it is. So, that's what I'm going with. But I think Xavier could make a little run here. Well, yeah, Especially because they would play either Iowa State or Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh I wins, think that yeah. they would win that one, yeah, too. I think they would win, yeah. All right, next one, we got Penn State, Texas A&M. I would also say that this is one of the games that I'm most looking forward to in the first round. I think this is a head-scratcher game. Uh, but Penn State, number 10 seed. Texas A&M, number 7 seed. Texas A&M. Is two and a half point favorites over under one thirty four and a half. 
Head scratcher why, David? Head scratcher because Texas A&M was top 25 in the nation. I believe the last ranking had them at 18. 18! And you're a 7 seed. Yeah. Then Penn State makes it all the way to the Big Ten tournament, gives Purdue a run for their money, loses by two. The championship. Championship. And you're the 10th? Well, I think that they were on the bubble going into the And so I can kind of understand Penn State a little bit being a 10, sure, and they probably played their way to a 10. I don't understand Texas A&M being a 7. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me. Makes zero sense to me. Um, I do like uh, Penn State guard Pickett. I think he's a good player. I think he literally... Just showed in the big tournament he can get wherever he wants and make a bucket. Mm-hmm. But I also I am also taking Texas A&M here. I think yeah. Wade Taylor what is that the fourth? I believe so. Yeah, figures it out. He was old for he was old. I think he had zero points against Alabama in that championship, and he started out like old for eight. I think at least in the first half. Yeah, he was really bad. But I think he figures it out. I think they're a good team. I'm taking Texas A&M and the points. Yeah, I also would like Texas A&M. One, I like Buzz Williams because yeah. I think he's a great coach. One and of he's, the sweatiest coaches in the guy. league. But he's also one of the best dressed. Well, yeah, he, he also like changes at halftime because he's so sweaty. Yeah, exactly. That man's closet, it must be massive. Oh, 100%. Plus, yeah. uh, I believe they also go uh, like uh, suit shopping for the team. Yeah, they're probably a good guy. I mean, he is a good guy. And he also does a lot for the community. So if you're looking for good guy points, that's your guy. Yeah. So... I think Texas A&M is also going to win. Good I think it's points. a drastic underseeding. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you just, like, obviously it's not going to be perfect, but if you do the approximate, like, one to four is the first seeds, five to eight is the second seeds, they nine should be like the to four 12. To five they should be in the four to five range, and now yeah. we're sitting at seven. Yeah. And so. And they also got screwed in their side. I mean, they have to play their next game. Well. Yeah, tough, 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 tough. But uh, I think Texas A&M is going to win this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I Over mean, 68% of the time. Decent. That is decent. So, I mean, what's two and a half points? Maybe a lot, but I think... Uh, maybe not. <laughs> or maybe not. That's possible, too. Yeah, so... But Texas A&M, for sure. Yeah. All right, that leads us into the next game that David was alluding to. We got Texas, the two seed, playing Colgate, the 15 seed. Uh, spread is 13 and a half for Texas. Uh, they're the favorites and the over-under is 147 and a half. I know that I mentioned Colgate was one of my teams that could provide an upset and uh, I just don't see it happening against Texas. That's unfortunate. Heck no. <laughs> Texas? Yeah. No, I don't see it happening. I mean, I see them getting close to maybe the 13 and a half. I think that's actually a decent spread because they can shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Heck no, they beat Texas. Sorry. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. When I, I think Col- saw Colgate that is fun to watch, I was though. so bummed. Yeah, Colgate is fun to watch, but it's also one of those matchups where it's just tough for them because, like, dude, Texas is a team that people have could go to the championship. Yeah. I mean, they have that run. Look at what they did in their, their conference tournament. Yeah. They made Kansas look silly. So it's like, I think the end of the day, I, I truly think it's crazy where it's like, you just kind of got screwed, Colgate. So screwed. I was a, a little surprised that they were a 15 seed. Yeah, good toothpaste, though. But, I mean, if you look at the other four, at, at the 14 seeds, I mean, I guess Kennesaw State, that'd be a toss-up between them and Colgate. Grand Canyon. I would think they would be higher than Grand Canyon. Yeah, dude, this, I don't know, man. It'd be nice one, of, one day. I think one day one of our friends' goals should be to get on the committee just to figure out what's going on in the heads. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, Because, like, this year, and I get it, like, you're playing matchups, you're playing whatever, but, like, 
what are we doing? There's a couple of questionable. There's some a lot. There's a few questionable games, and it's like, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. So I have I have Texas winning. Same. Colgate, I would love to see them cover because I do love watching them play, but Texas should run the table on that. This is. Uh, I mean, Texas looked great in their the conference tournament, and they didn't even have Timmy Ham. Right. Is he supposed to be back? He is supposed to be back. Okay. But it's like love that. Even without I Timmy Allen, they looked great. Yeah, but I love it for just the rest of the tournament that he's going to be back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. All right. So that t- that wraps up the Midwest region. Mm-hmm. Elite eight teams. Who you got? Well, I'm going no surprises here. I'm going Texas and Houston, and then I actually do have Houston winning. Mm. I think here's the thing, and it's it sucks because I hate saying this, but like. It does suck that Sasser got hurt because these are my boys. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, they—I mean—they would be—they probably have the best odds to win the championship. I believe they still do. I mean, your one heart—you think about it, your second game is Iowa Auburn. See ya. That's an easy game. Then what do you have? Drake, Kent State, Indiana, Miami. Nah, probably give me whoever you want. Then you have probably Texas is your next hardest game. Texas Houston would be a fantastic game. That's my elite eight. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, no offense, it has to be. But I'm picking Texas to win it. Oh! Shocker! So Texas in the final Shocker. four. Shocker! I know. It's a weird feeling to say that I'm picking Texas to go to the final four. Aren't you picking Texas to win the whole thing? What? Oh. We're not there yet, David. No, I know. <laughs> Insider information. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep listening. <laughs> All right, before we get to those picks, we're going west region. So you got Kansas as the... The third overall number one seed, mm-hmm. playing Howard, 16 seed spread. Currently, before the first four games shakeout, uh, Kansas is 21 and a half point favorite. So that's the highest. Is McCullers playing? I think so. He, should he, be, he didn't play in the championship against Texas. Oh, he didn't? No. What happened to him? I think he had a groin injury. Oh. But I think he should He's be. He's dang fine. groins. And Bill Self's back. Thank good yes. God for him being back. But also, I'll say that this. That's good. I'll say this, so there's a crazy interview of, of John Calipari. When they played Howard one of the first few games, he said on the post-game interview, he goes, Howard will make the NCAA tournament and give someone a run for their money. Unfortunately, I don't think he thought they were going to play Kansas because they're about to get schmacked. Yeah. Over-unders, 146.5, by the way. Here's the thing, and this is what's so crazy about these games that teams are about to get schmacked, is the hardest part about the over-unders is... Th- the worst team has to come out and score. Yeah. Because then the other, they the better push the better. Team then the better team's like, oh dang, you scored forty or you scored twenty nine points in the first half. We got to score 35, 36. Like we know at, the spread. At least we're supposed to win by twenty. We have to score more. So I don't know. I'm excited for it. I think I, it'll be interesting to see how Kansas rebounds from the the championship of the Big Twelve. I think they'll be fine, but I think it will be interesting because they're also a lot of people's favorites to win. Mm-hmm. So. They should they should smoke them. Yeah, it's a big it's a big spread. That's the only issue here. Obviously, I think Kansas is going to win this game. Howard Howard averages seven sixteen turnovers a game. That's not good. That's horrid. Not good. Horrid. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that they could have some troubles. Uh, Howard does have a six ten wing guy though. Decent. So he's decent. I don't know his it name, but he's uh, yeah. they'll get he could do something. Time. Yeah. So, we'll see. Should be a fun matchup. I don't know. It's nice to see somebody else win instead of Norfolk State. Ah! Norfolk State's are my guys, though. I ah. do love Norfolk State. All right, next one. Illinois-Arkansas. Mm. Another great first-round game. You got Illinois as the ninth seed. Arkansas as the eighth seed. Spread is currently minus 2.5 for Arkansas. Over-under is 143.5. 
I think this is going to be a great game. I think it is going to be a great game. I do like Arkansas. Um, yeah. I think they're kind of back. They kind of showed what they could do in the SEC tournament. I think mm-hmm. Illinois kind of surprises me because, like, Illinois, there's always, like, high hopes. I think, obviously, Underwood's a great coach. I think he is great. But I also Very intense. Very intense. Um, also, top five sweatiest coaches. But I think the difference is, like, Terrence Shannon Jr., fantastic player. Mm-hmm. But I also think when you look at Arkansas, also an intense coach, Musselman crazy guy he is pretty intense yeah. but i think i think arkansas just has the edge and it'll push them i'm taking arkansas on the points i'm taking arkansas as well um it's kind of weird to see illinois without kofi coburn in my opinion yeah they uh they took a lot of guys from the big 12 yeah coming into this year um and they have a lot of good recruits so um i mean they got they got uh ty rogers on the coming off the bench who is quite good as a yeah. freshman. I mean, they have good players. But I don't know. I just think that Arkansas has the star power and the um, they've slowly been coming along. They had some injuries. They had some guys. Nick Smith, uh, I believe, is the, their best player's name. Yeah. Right? Nick. Um, he didn't play at the beginning. Now he's coming back in. And now he's in, and, and he's their best player. Going to potentially be a lottery pick so i mean i think that they'll be able to figure it out as long as the dudes that can't shoot threes stop shooting them and give it to the guys that can shoot outside then they'll be fine piece of advice can't shoot threes stop shooting threes yeah they keep doing it and that's why they're struggling a little bit I feel like that's the sec way though everyone shoots threes yeah it's so look at alabama everyone just give it to the guys that can actually shoot and then you'll be okay. You'll actually score the ball. <laughs> Stupid. But anyways, uh, okay, we're both on Arkansas there. Next game, the, the other game that's tied for the lowest over-under. We got VCU as the 12 seed playing St. Mary's as the 5 seed. Spread is minus 4.5 going St. Mary's way. Um, and the over-under is 122.5. The same over-under as the Houston game. Um Two pretty good defensive teams, David. Very good defensive teams. Obviously, uh, St. Mary's being in the top 10, VCU being in the top 25 to 30, mm-hmm. top 25 at 24. I, I think, I don't know, I watch, when I watched St. Mary's play Gonzaga, not in their championship game, but in the last game of the year at Gonzaga, they showed a little bit more spark. Mm-hmm. But the hard part was well, then they went and played Gonzaga in the championship and they just looked terrible. Yeah, I don't think you would have learned much in that game. No, it was terrible. It was literally terrible and it was awful. And don't even get us started on how that conference tournament plays out. It's terrible. Ridiculous structure. But I'll say this. I do I do like, I think St. Mary's has a good player. Logan Johnson's a great point guard slash shooting guard. He kind of controls the game. But I will say after watching VCU play, I... I don't know. This is tough. I know I said St. Mary's, and I think I picked St. Mary's in my bracket, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I mean, this game will, might be the lowest scoring game in the first round of the March Madness. And I do think it'll be low scoring, and I do think VCU will cover the four and a half. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's, it's obviously different because in the Houston game, you expect Houston to score 70 points yeah. and Northern Kentucky to score about 50. Well, this game, it's probably closer to both teams scoring around mid 50s to upper 60 or mid 50s to low 60s if they get to 60 yeah you know it'll probably be first one to 60 
but it uh i think that it'll the the most important part of this game to me is is Aiden Mahaney able to handle VCU's defensive pressure yeah because when they played Gonzaga um i believe it was the second because they beat them the first game, then they played them again in the regular season. The right? final game of the year, yep. He looked awful against their pressure. Yeah. And so if VCU can pressure him and, and get him out of his comfort zone, he's definitely more of a scoring guard. And so if you take him out of that realm and make him more of a playmaker distributor, I don't think that's where he shines. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if he struggles with handling the ball then that'll take him out of his game, and that could push VCU to win the game. Yeah. In my opinion. There it is. So I have VCU winning, too. Straight up. Bang. What's the next one? Next one. Iona is the 13th seed. They're playing number four. UConn's spread is 9.5. UConn's the favorite there, and over-under is 143.5. Yeah, I think it's an interesting game. I think Iona, obviously, coming on an absolute banger of a win streak. I think it's... 14? 14 in a row, yep. 14 in a row, solid team. Also, UConn's coach, also part of the top five sweatiest coaches ever in most intense We're just on a roll right here. With the sweatiest coaches. Yeah, this has to be the sweatiest. This region, definitely the sweatiest region. Yeah, absolutely. Very sweaty. And so, I'll say this though, I I don't know if Iona can keep up with the speed of, of I think they'll score. I think they'll score, but then I also think the strength of Connecticut will kind of power through. So I'm actually taking, uh, what's his name? Sanago, Sanogo, Sanoso, Sanogo. Sanogo. Sanogo, their yeah. uh, center. So I'm taking Kentucky and the points. It's a lot of points, though. You're taking, taking who? Uh, Connecticut, sorry. Oh, UConn. Okay, cool. Thanks. And the points. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, it it's one of the one of the main games that I think both teams have a fairly good offense and a fairly good defense. I feel like a lot of the games that we've looked at and a lot of the teams that we've looked at, they either have a very good offense and a mediocre defense or a very good defense and a mediocre offense. But both of these teams are actually fairly good at both. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so I think that it'll be... It'll be interesting. I would assume I'm not a huge Maction basketball fan, but uh, I would assume that Iona doesn't have to deal with the size that UConn's going to be bringing in in conference. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people deal with that. No. So if they're able to play a pace and a style that allows them to take the big guys that UConn has out of the game, Mm-hmm. Now we might be looking at a situation where they can push them a little bit and and maybe get close to hitting an upset. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing too, like I mean, we've said it all the time with all these upsets, but like the biggest thing about these upsets are the teams that are the lower seeds have to come out firing because they have to control tempo. Mm-hmm. It's the same here. If Iona doesn't control the tempo, they're done because mm-hmm. then you kind of can play their game and give it to the big fella and let him do what he's got to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. The the big fellas. They got a dude coming off the bench that's just as big. Right. Hmm. All right, next game. We got another playing game. So we got TCU awaiting the winner of Arizona State and Nevada. They play Wednesday. Um, what do you think about TCU, David? 
I actually do like TCU. Obviously, it puts a damper that they're big man. Big, big, big man. Lampkin. Mm-hmm. Best rebounder on their team is entered the transfer portal. Obviously, didn't play in there. The good part tournament. is he hasn't been playing lately, so it's not like, whoa, oh, it's a surprise. oh my gosh, she's gone, now what? Yeah. And I think Miles Jr. coming back is a solid player, one of the best players in that conference. Yeah, great. So I, I do like TCU no matter who they play. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a more fun game to watch them play Arizona State than it would be Nevada. Yep. Because I think Arizona State has the potential to be like, oh, hey, we have that that ability to beat them. I don't know about Nevada. I don't really know a lot about Nevada, to be honest. <laughs> but I'm going TCU either way, so. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't, yeah. Nevada's kind of, they're interesting. I don't really know what they are that good at. Right. They didn't end the year particularly well either. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 and maybe I don't stay up late enough to watch these Nevada games. I don't know. That is always about. the toughest part about. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, it's it is tough. But they finished seven and eight in their last fifteen. So yeah, that's so not great. When not rolling when you're, technically. When you're not playing Kansas two times, Texas two times, Baylor two times. Right, you're playing not great teams. Well, they do have three other tournament teams, so. There's... They're not playing slouches, but still, 15 games. You're not playing those three teams every five games. Correct. Correct. So. Um, but, yeah, I think Arizona State will probably win that. And I think TCU is going to win it. I would hope that we're going to talk about this game next. But I, my hope is that TCU plays Gonzaga. That's my hope. Yeah, that would be a very good game. I mean, that... Um, yeah, go for it. Next game. Oh, yeah. We're cruising right into the next game. Grand Canyon, 15 seed, plays Gonzaga... Or, sorry, 14 seed... Plays Gonzaga, the three seed. Spread is 15.5 for Gonzaga, uh, who's the favorite. And the over-under is 155.5. Is that the highest over-under of the first round? It quite possibly could be. Other than the playing game for that already happened. 155, that's Utah State, Missouri, too. Ah, yes. I'll say this, though. I'll say this. I, I think this game is very fun to watch. I think Grand Canyon... Just because they can score with Gonzaga, and Gonzaga really doesn't play defense. Yeah, I think they, they will cover the 15.5, but I do like the second-round matchup with Gonzaga versus TCU as well. I think mm-hmm. that will be a more. I do think Gonzaga uh, easily can win. Yeah, easily think, will win. I don't think they'll cover. I think Grand Canyon will cover. I think Grand Canyon will cover as well. It's, uh, I mean, they, they hit the over in most of their games. 25 games out of their 33, they hit the over which is incredible. Best in the country. And uh, so I think they'll be able to score enough to uh, keep up with Gonzaga or slow them down just enough to slide in there for the uh, for the cover. Yeah, I think what's crazy always while watching Gonzaga, what's crazy about them is no matter how the game starts or no matter if the other team slows it down, Gonzaga finds a way to pick up the speed. Mm-hmm. Whether they play a little bit of full court pressure, they always speed the other teams up. And that's kind of what St. Mary's ran into, what the hard part was. So I think Gonzaga kind of can dictate that tempo. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, here's a question like, for you. Do you think Drew Timmy will bring back the mustache? He has to, right? Probably. That's like his thing. Or or the goatee. It's like the handlebar thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant, yeah. But I think it's crazy. I mean, they average almost 88 points a game. Yep. They get the top ball and they Top scoring team so. in the country. They also only turn it over 10 times a game. Yeah. That's incredible to be the top scoring team in the country, but also only average 10, 10 turnovers a game. That is insane to yeah me. so there it is all right next game we got two left boise state number 10 seed playing northwestern who's the seventh seed northwestern is currently minus one and a half so pretty close to a pick them 
Over-unders 127.5 as both of these teams are very much defensive focused. Mm-hmm. Um, both top 30 in the country in scoring defense. What do you think about this one, David? Yeah, I think Northwestern is solid. Obviously, their point guard, uh, Bowie, is fun to watch. He's a good player. Yeah, Boo Bowie. Um, who's their shooting guard guy? I can't think of his name. I don't know. But he literally, literally every game I've watched him play, he goes like 0 for 8. And he keeps shooting. So I'm taking Boise State. I think Boise State's solid. Uh, so I'm rolling with the Broncos. Really? I also think it's an advantage for them. They're playing in Sacramento versus mm-hmm. Northwestern. More travel a, and time a, difference kind of messes with you. That is a potential advantage. Yeah. So I think the Broncos. I still think Northwestern's going to come and win this, win this game. There it is. They, uh, I think they... I'm not a big, like, battle-tested, played all the Big Ten and war, war, got war ready, you yeah. know? But I do think that Northwestern, they have had a good year this year, and mm-hmm. that hasn't always been the case in the past. So I think they're going to do their absolute best to keep that going for at least two games. Yeah, I mean, I think... Roll into the next game, I think they're in trouble, whoever wins this game. Yes, so same concept. You got one team traveling across the country, and you got one team staying in the same state. You got number 15, UNC Asheville, traveling all the way across country to Sacramento, California, to play your UCLA Bruins, the two-seed in the West region. 17.5 is the spread for UCLA. Over-under is 134.5. Yeah, I mean, obviously UCLA is a team that could make a title run, obviously, with the experience that they have. Yes, uh, the unfortunate part is the injuries, you know, but you can't uh, you can't predict injuries. So Yeah, but I think they still have enough star power where it's like, hey, they're fine. Um, and they've been playing well. And I think the difference with them, too, is sometimes when they need to, their defense just steps up. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, they oh they have very good defense team. They have very good. They don't they don't mess around. Mick Cronin's a crazy man. Their coach their coach is defensive focus too. Yeah, defensive focus. They don't turn the ball over. Obviously, Tiger Campbell's a good point guard. Yep. Um, Amari Bailey's solid. It's very solid. Very solid. Uh, what's the guy's point? Why can't I think of his name? Jaime Hawkes. Yeah, Hawkes. I was thinking Johnny. Junior. Yeah, I was thinking uh, who's the other guy? Johnny Juzang. Nah, you can't do that. Love that man. Uh, yeah, but so I think I think here's the thing is like. I think UCLA walks through them. I don't know anything about UNC Asheville. I don't really care. Drew, I think UCLA... Drew Pember. Oh, I do actually know. I actually do remember watching that. Drew Pember, mm-hmm. best free throw percentage in the nation. Actually, he's he's shot the most and he's shooting the best. And guess what? That bro went one for two <laughs> when the spread was four and a half, and they were up four, and he missed the second. That's why you remember. That's why I do remember because he's a big, tall, white guy that can shoot. Did, I don't think he gives him any problems. Did you know? Uh, where do you know where he started college? No. What school he started at? No. Is it a big school? Yeah. Texas. No. Bigger? Kansas. I mean, I don't know if you can get bigger than Texas. That's what I'm saying. Like the same size as Texas. Same size. What yeah. conference? I mean, do you just want me to tell you? Yeah, sure. Tennessee. Really? Yeah. Well, he found his home wherever. Yeah, he found his. I mean, home he's player now. of the year in their conference. As he should be. I mean, he's so. a good player. He basically. Carried them in the last few minutes to win that game. Uh, no. It was their other guy. Their all-time leading scorer in school history. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but they have two guys. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. In the championship? Yes. 
I'm pretty sure Drew Pember was the one that hit the game the game time three. The two and two. He positions. might have, but it 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 was not him that brought them all the way back. It was uh, the other guy. Oh yeah, twenty nine points out of seventy seven. It was the other guy. Look at the box score. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Twenty four. T Jones. Yeah, T Jones, all time lean scorer for UNC Asheville. Ten of twelve from the free throw line, huh? Drew Pember. Yep. Screw you. Getting smacked by UCLA. But I think it's gonna be tough. I don't. I, I really don't know if UCLA can cover. That's so many. Seventeen points. and a half is a lot. Uh, I think it. Uh, so in the Pac-12 tournament, obviously Jalen Clark, he's hurt, done for the year. Super unfortunate because he's a finalist for the Defensive Player of the Year in the country. So you lose him on the perimeter. You also have Adem Bona, freshman. Uh, he was the. Freshman of the year in the Pac-12 conference. Say his name again. Adem. With his last name. Bona? Okay. I just want to make sure I heard you. Go. Is that wrong? No, that's 100%. I didn't hear you say his last name. That's why I was like, who's oh. Adem? Yeah, Adem's the center. Yep. Uh, Pac-12 freshman of the year. He did not play in their last game. So keep an eye on that for long term through the tournament. He should play. I mean, he's he's played the whole year with a mask because he hurt his nose. So I think that he should play. It's not as simple as a cosmetic like nose thing where you can you where you can just slap on the mask and keep playing. Um, yeah, I think it's actually like something lower body. I think but, it's a shoulder. Oh, it's a shoulder. Yeah. Okay. I said he has a good trajectory though. It's a shoulder. Yeah, I think he's gonna play. Um, but just something to keep in mind as you're filling out the brackets. Or putting your last-minute changes on it for UCLA long-term into the tournament. I think they'll have they'll win handily in this first round specifically that we're talking about. But in terms of long-term potential, he's going to be a huge deal because if you lose your best two defenders, that's going to hurt your title chances. Hundred percent. I think it's one of those things like with him and like with a lot of these other. Um, like with a lot of the other guys that have kind of some injuries, like Sasser's injury for Houston and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I think the first games are more so games where it's like, hey, we want to get you in for a few minutes, test it out, but we're not going to strain anything. Yep. And if for some reason this game gets close, maybe it's close at halftime, you'll start the second half. But if we're up double digits, I'm not risking anything. No. Nope. Because you're too valuable in the second, third, fourth round. Yeah. So. All right, there you have it. That's all the games. Well, who do you have? Who do you use your region? Elite eight. eight. My elite eight is UCLA and UConn. Whoa, I definitely. Don't and I'm picking UCLA to go Kansas to the final four. And Gonzaga, and I have Kansas going to the final four. Okay, so you have Kansas, Houston, Alabama, Alabama, and Marquette. You picked Marquette. No, Kansas State. Yeah. Okay, say that again. So Kansas State. Yep. Alabama. Mm-hmm. Houston. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And my final four is Texas, UCLA, Alabama, Marquette. Ooh. Ooh. We'll see. So who do you have? Houston. Winning the whole thing. Houston, Alabama, Houston. Okay. I have Alabama, Texas. I know I hate saying it because I'm like, oh, if Sasser doesn't play, I won't pick him. I'm rolling with him. We're hoping he plays. Godspeed to you. 
take it home for the fellas. You deserve it. This is the year you deserve it. Houston? Yes. I'm uh I'm reserving the right to change my champion out of these two teams. Wait, 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 what? You can't Between do that. Between the brackets set, the bracket set. No, I know. It'll be before the bracket's set. Oh. I'm still I'm still deciding who I want to win. If I have to say right now, it would be Texas. Okay. Who I have going to win, but that doesn't mean that I won't change it to Alabama. Got it. I'm between I'm between those two. Man, so you're a second guesser. I am. That's second. tough. I'm th- I'm just thinking I'm Why just just create two brackets. And just I mean, have the I same thing will. and then just But <laughs> it's that's besides the point. Okay. There it is. Also, don't forget we're doing a bracket espn.com. Get your last Sip and sports is the name. Search it. You'll find it. You can also find it on uh, on Instagram or Twitter, Twitter. On, on both of our we have the channels. Links. Literally the Click links. the link and click join. It's and you're in. Two clicks away. No password needed anymore. We canceled it for you yeah. lazy people. Right. We canceled it. Easiest thing in America. We all know no one's working hard this week. Just right. submit it. Exactly. You got two days. Just do it. Well, you got about two hours if you're listening right when this comes out. Oh, shit. Uh, you have today. <laughs> yeah. Today. Hopefully you're listening before today. 11 a.m. on Thursday. Hopefully you're driving to work thinking about your day. Yeah. Thinking of how you're going to watch all these games online. That's exactly how I start my Thursdays, listening to Sipping Sports. Bang, bang, baby. So there it is. That's episode 52. 52. All right. Have fun, everybody. Peace. Bye. One, two.